This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Monday, February 1st, and this is Season 5, Episode 22 of the Four Stars First Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony. With me this week, we have Nate. Hello. Kevin. What's up, guys? And Joe L. Hello there, folks. Well, this is going to be kind of a bummer set of topics that we have to cover today. And I know there's going to be a lot of back and forth, probably some strong emotions here. Um, but I want to... Start the conversation with what happened today, and that was the the end of, of the transfer window, the closing of the transfer window, and um, Spurs ended this window without any incoming players. At this point, there's uh, there's a lot of minor outgoing players that, that don't really uh, impact the first team, uh, but a lot of the drama around the theoretical first team didn't seem to happen. I mean, I'll kind of go through some of the stuff that uh, kind of came up towards the end here. So Gazaniga, uh, it's Eche or Elche. Is that how it's pronounced, Nate? No clue. Yeah. Uh, like Elche. Elche, I think. Um, so he he went and he probably needed to go get, get, get some space from the team. Tanganga was rumored for both Southampton, Celtic. Neither of those happened. That kind of fell through. Uh, Gedson, we knew wasn't coming back on sixty-three million to buy, um, but um, he, he's moving on to Galatasaray. Uh, Perry uh, went from his loan at Millwall to Ipswich Town. Um, Jack Rolls went to Stevenage. Um, uh, Pochettino's son uh, went uh, to Watford's uh, youth team. Uh, from our team or under 23s. Yeah, it's a lot of like the usual kind of just random shit moving around. Yeah, Not it's, shit it's, that they're shit, but you no, know. It's, it's your usual <laughs> youth loans and kind of outside players doing something. Like, it was very much a Pochettino kind of winter transfer window, if you think about it. Not, not really anything happened. Uh, well, just no a lot one, of. No one did anything, did they? Right. I think uh, Liverpool did. Liverpool did, yeah. They got, they got, they got a Ben Davies. They, they signed, a, they signed a guy from my hometown, Barrow in Furness. Oh, really? Davis, yeah. Yep. Um, no, I think like a couple of days ago, there'd only been four permanent transfers from to Premier League clubs. Um, it, I mean, with COVID, with everything going on, it was always going to be a bit of a non-event, this transfer window. And so it proved, really. Um just, I didn't really get excited over this. I, I kind of forgot it was even a deadline today. It's the first trans. It's probably been the single quietest transfer window I've ever known this January this year. Everybody's yeah. broke. Yeah. The, like, the big the big dramas for us, I think. Well, the minor one, Danny Rose, like was rumored to go to the to a Turkish side, and he rejected that deal, and he's just going to st- stay put and not play for the the, the rest of the season, which. To me, I'm like you'd think he'd rather just go and play somewhere, but um, but regardless, uh, 
so he's still technically on our books. Uh, um, and then the uh, the big one that was rumored was obviously Deli Ali uh, to uh, uh, PSG, and and that one kind of uh, um, I think collapsed because we didn't bring in a, a replacement, which I think most of us will agree that seems kind of weird since we're not using him anyway. So why yeah. why do you have to worry about replacing him? Like if he's only doing like what a handful of minutes. Well, the, uh, the still thing is like with with Deli Alley. Like even though it's not like he's never played. He's played Europa League games. He's played FA Cup games. And I would I'd imagine actually he probably would have played Wickham if he didn't have this injury thing going on. So like it's not it's like he doesn't really play. Injury. He's not part of the first team. Hmm. Yeah, I know, but in the end, you really can only just go what they tell you. And I, yeah. I'm yeah. not going to say they're just pretending that didn't happen. Maybe it was really small, and in case something happened, I mean that happens a lot where it's something that he probably could play for. But yeah. if he's on the way out, you don't want to aggravate it further, you know, something like that. But it, it, whatever the case, like it's still like COVID's still around. Like if we lose two or three attackers, then he has to play. It doesn't matter. Like so, so like there's you, you really actually would want a replacement there if that was going to happen. Well, um, and that's, that's the way we do business. Like at all times, like Levy doesn't buy until he sells, or doesn't sell until he buys. Um, like no matter who it is, like there, when does he ever sell anybody without buying somebody? To like it was ama- it was amazing that we were able to get rid of Erickson. You know, like that right. was was that was the hang up. Like three windows in a row with him not leaving was well, we couldn't find a replacement. So it's not that strange. And like you guys said with COVID and everything. Um, and nobody else making any moves. But if there was going to be one, it would have been Delhi, I think. But I think, like Nathan said, we might need him like very soon. So I mean, right. yeah, it's a good I thing that like we get them. There is, um, if you actually look at his likes, his last two likes are snippets <laughs> of Sky Sports yeah. and Talk Sport of various talking about how he needs to play. One of them is Paul Merson. One of them is Harry Redknapp. So like, he's not hiding away from it. That makes me assume that he does want to play. Yeah. And there's really, it's really all about, I mean, it, we'll get into it later, but obviously he's here. He's still here. I'm, I'm happy that he is, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to let him go without getting a replacement either. So I'm actually totally fine with it because. No, I agree. Like, and we can't give up English players of his ilk without, without a suitable replacement. I mean, it doesn't even matter if he's English, really. It's, it's also just. He means homegrown, though. Like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. No, I'm sorry, homegrown. Yeah, I should yeah. say homegrown no, players. Yeah. I meant. Um, well, Roden's able to uh, um, enter our squads now, or our Europa squad, so that's good. But, um, but yeah, no, it's, it was very normal. I, I liked the parrot move. He wasn't being played in his position at Millwall. He was being played on the wing, and he had not done well at all there. And Millwall's kind of awful club, so I think it's <laughs> – Great on all angles. Ipswich is in League One. And to be honest, like you ever remember, like Troy Parrott hadn't been out on loan at all. Yeah. Like he went from under 18 to under 21 straight to a championship side, which might have been too big, out of position as well, and had an injury. So a yeah. League One team that's four points out of a playoff spot might be a better move for him. I'm really yeah. I'm interested to see how he does there. Um, no. cause I agree, seen, We've seen people do well so far. Jack Clark, who went. I think just a little bit ago, just like a week or two ago, they already like what he's doing at Stoke. We know that yeah. Oliver Skip's playing well. So, like, I mean, you want to see these guys do well in case we can bring them. And I think a lot of us already believe that Oliver Skip could come right back into the first team next year with how he's playing this year and the position that he plays. Yeah. Um, have more stability in the midfield, which we were sorely lacking this week. So, 
So it's nice to see those kind of loans where you could think, okay, maybe these guys do eventually have a pathway to the first team. We didn't get those under Pochettino. So it's nice to see a couple of those yeah. have good results. Well, for, for strikers, I'd say it doesn't matter if you – it's better for a striker in a lot of ways to play a lower level because you're going you're gonna to do better, right? Like Kane scored a bunch for Leighton Orient and Millwall when Millwall were in League One. And look how Kane's turned out. I think for, it's a confidence thing. I, I think it can go the other way if you get too good a too big a club. Big alone, right. In yeah. the championship, such a competitive league, it's going to be tough for a kid to score goals in the championship. So put him in League One where it's not, you know, not going to be as challenging and it's probably going to do his confidence more good than in the championship. Mm-hmm. And, and you learn more skills, uh, like the, the intricacies of uh, goal scoring that that you can apply once you get before better competition. Or, or, or maybe I'm applying like... Uh, I don't like know what social. you're trying to say. <laughs> maybe I'm taking my social worker... Uh, I think, yeah, no, I think it's more just applying it goes more right. It's just, yeah, it was a shit loan. He's got another chance. It's a good thing. Yeah, no, oh, definitely. Um, about it. Ultimately, like I, you don't see a lot with winter windows, but it is kind of disappointing because we clearly have so much need, which was what we're about to move into this conversation. Like we really felt like we we have some gaping holes in this squad. Whether that holes are, we'll probably have a debate whether that's caused by our coach or whether it's caused by our players or a combination of both. Uh, but uh, but we certainly have some gaping holes that it felt like we needed to fill uh, in one way or another here at this window, and and that certainly didn't happen. Um, and and now we got to kind of talk about kind of the the the, the hole we're in uh, in starting the conversation with this Liverpool match that we had this past Thursday uh, on the twenty eighth. Uh, this was. Uh, uh, we went into it in a position where we could have uh, moved up into, I believe, third place, like uh, jumped two, two spots in the table if we had won that match. Um, Liverpool was on this slide uh, where they had lost several. Yes, one of them was uh, for the FA Cup, but um, but the, but they were on this slide right for the picking. Um, we knew we were coming into it like where we weren't in the best of form, but, um, but if, if this had been a match that we had been able to turn something around, we may have been able to, uh, change the narrative. Uh, but we certainly came out of the box with a unusual game plan, like, uh, uh, with, a, a right back playing left back and, uh, in the, with the three at the back, or I should say left wing back. But, um, what do you guys think on this Liverpool match? Like, uh, where, where were you thinking? And let's before we go into what happened with Brighton afterwards, because obviously a fully disappointing week. But where were you at with this Liverpool as it was unfolding and into the result? Um, let's start with uh, Joe. Um. <laughs> well, I think a lot of people were underestimating Liverpool. To be honest, I. I I know they were on, you said it yourself, Anthony, they were on a bit of a bad run. They'd not scored a goal in a while, um, but it was, it's still, they're still the champions. They won the Champions League two years ago, but they're league champions. I think we kind of 
we were just naive in this game. We were naive in how we set up against them. Um, I don't think we were able to cope with Mane in particular, just ran rings around us, completely bossed the game. Um, and the, but the first half we were competitive until Kane's injury. I think that's the real turning point. When Kane got injured, and I actually think he should have come off sooner, but that's a, that's another story. But once Kane got injured, the game kind of gradually went away. They got that goal. And the second half was the real issue for me because we were still in the game at half time. Um, and then who knows what happened behind the scenes. There's alleged bust ups and players, you know, fisticuffs, whatever. Um, and we looked totally shell shocked at the start of the second half. They could have scored within. 20 seconds of the restart. They did score within two minutes of the restart, and that was it. Hoybier gets a worldie from 25 yards, but that that we were flattered by one. Our XG in this game was 0.14, which is like, it's got to be the lowest ever. For, before, if you apply that to any Tottenham game in the last 30, we, you cannot get lower than that. That's like, well, you can. You, it's it's basically zero. It's basically a zero xg. I think that was just the second half because in the first half, we had we had like Sun had a one on one. I'm not talking about the disallowed goal. He had another one. So yeah, I don't know. If, I think that was, but I definitely saw it was like point yeah zero four for the entire second half, which is ridiculous. Um, but I mean, you're 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 right. I mean, the first half reminded me a lot of the Leicester game, where it's like yeah. they had a lot of good chances, but we were in a, behind them a couple of times too. And then Kane got hurt, and you're realizing, oh, he's just dead man walking at this point. He looks totally dead. I'm with you. I wanted him to get off as soon as we can. And then Serge has that brain fart, but really, that was on everybody. That mm-hmm. was on him. That was on Hugo. That was on Dyer. That was on all of them. And it was very reminiscent of like Sherwood defending. That whole game was Sherwood, really, um, mm-hmm. had all over it. And then, uh, including the ridiculously, the ridiculously horrible subs at halftime, yeah, of Lamella and Harry Winks, which did absolutely nothing. Um, the whole team was weird. Doherty can't play right back, let alone left back. Well. Um, Ben Davies was there. We still went for a back three. Joe Roden did well until he gave up that mistake. I thought he was actually pretty had a really good game yeah. until then. Um, Eric Dyer looked clueless. We couldn't hold the ball in the midfield. The top, the front three couldn't pass to each other, which is a, which has been a horror. Son, son can't pass. He can't pass. Mm-hmm. He's turned into Lucas like that. It's ridiculous. Um, Bergvine can do a little bit where at least he can like carry the ball with him, but even like Sun's in terrible form right now too. It was yeah. just all bad. I mean, it was, and it was nice to see Ndamle do a couple of things in the midfield, but that was really it. And a nice goal from Hoybier, but it kind of just sucked all the hope out of you. You really had, or at least for me, mm. it sucked all hope I had about this season. Really. It's kind of just turned from like, you know, especially with Kane going out in the way it did. It's like, Oh, here we go. And we looked absolutely incapable of doing anything. Like after this game, I was like, you know what? I'm done letting this team get me down for this year. Like so much weird shits going on this year, even within the league. Like we saw the, we saw, we're not, I mean, we'll talk about Brighton later, but like that same weekday we had, we saw Sheffield United beat Manchester United at home. Like Everton got pretty much, dominated by Newcastle who had mm. in like six weeks like 
this whole season is where Leeds just destroyed Leicester. Like all these things happen in that time span. And like in the whole Liverpool result doesn't even look as bad. Cause then what did they do next? They went to West Ham who were in great form. Mm. We're winning everything. I think one, four in a row. And they just did the same thing to them. They did to us. And they did it without Mane. And yeah, and they didn't <laughs> even play Mane in that game. And no. it didn't have Joel Matzip for a little bit of it. I mean, it's actually, I mean, yeah, Liverpool kind of just flipped the switch is what happened. Yeah. It happened against us, but it could have happened against anybody. And now they look back to their normal selves. Mm. So I think looking back on that, I but, but I think even with that, it's like they gave up. Yeah. I don't, sure. I don't think I'd seen a Spurs team give up since Tim Sherwood was the manager. Do you guys think that if we had, like, we were seconds away from coming out of the first half, uh, um, even, and um, they got a, that late goal just at the last moment, and 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 we it, it changed the complexion of things, and then Harry had had to come off as well. Um, do you think if? Uh, if those two things hadn't happened, that this match may have been different. Like if Harry, I had still think we would have lost because they could have had yeah. five, six. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think we probably still lose, but I mean, it definitely. I mean, Serge probably doesn't get taken off at halftime if he leaves the building. In, right. If he's in the stadium, <laughs> so it definitely would have been a completely different. Set, but I don't think it makes a difference. Like you said, Nathan, they look like they gave up. Uh, the second half was just. Pitiful, um, well, like we've well, all and, mentioned. And this was a shock to the, the, the whole squad system. And, like, we, yeah, you have REA leaving the stadium, allegedly. You, you have um, players talking to the press in ways that I'm not going to get spe- into specifics, but, like, uh, there's a lot of, like, negativity about playing for Tottenham right now. And, and the fans are just looking at this uh, – the, the the chosen squad at the beginning of this the substitutions in this match, um, which it was it was uh, Lamella and Winks coming on. Uh, yeah. Uh, it didn't seem like the solution with Harry coming off and Aria coming off to, the, the, that no, these were guys, that they were going to carry mean, us to uh, down. I mean, especially because like. If you want to have it, because it's a one goal that game at that point, and so you're like, okay, maybe we consolidate and try to catch them on a break, keep one goal down. But then we were down two within a minute, and we never looked solid defensively at all in the game. And so if that's the case, then it's like, well, why not put attackers on? Why not put Bale and Vinicius on? So, like, that whole purpose was defeated within two minutes and then throughout the game. And so, like, you could see why maybe those subs were made, but didn't have it had the exact opposite effect. Even it, it, yeah, it made Lamella it did nothing. defensively. Yeah. Harry Winks was terrible. Eric Lamella couldn't do anything like they, they had no effect on the game. And then they put bail on with 10 minutes to go with that time. The game's over and everyone's got their heads down and, and that's that. So it's like, honestly, it's like, it was very, I, very I the 90 minutes prior to this match. Right. But, I know, but still, but like, still I felt like you should have gotten, at least 30 minutes in this match. Like, and granted, I don't think the bail that we're watching is would have made a difference. But like, if you have one guy there that, that could, that could pull out a miracle goal on that bench, it's probably Gareth Bale. And, uh, why, why don't we try that sooner before it was too late? Uh, Joe, just on bail. Um, and maybe I'm a little like 
misty-eyed nostalgic as I, you know, loved Bale in his prime when he was at, at Tottenham. And maybe that's a, kind of clouding my analysis a little bit. But I really think Mourinho has very poorly managed both Bale and Vinicius specifically. But more broadly, this is, applies to a lot of the fringe players. But those two... And I'll give you an example why. Like, if you remember, we played Antwerp at home. I don't know when it was, a couple of months ago now, probably. And Bale and Vinicius were playing. Bale hit the bar with a free kick from about 35 yards and Vinicius scored the rebound. And I remember thinking, this is great. These two are, that this is, you know, we're winning the game. Bale, they've both just been involved in a goal. And literally, they got subbed straight as after that happened for Kane and Son, I think it was. It was just like Jose was basically saying, all right, but I don't trust you. So now get off. And they've just never been given the, the chance, I don't think. Like, I know I get that Bale didn't play well at Brighton. I get that he's he's had some very underwhelming games. But if you look at the situation he's come in, he's obviously lacking confidence from what happened at Madrid. He fell out with Zidane. You know, he's not played much football. I think it was just perfect for Mourinho to just, you know, give him the Harry Redknapp arm round the shoulder treatment and be like, you know, everyone loves you at Tottenham. Play him in the FA Cup. Play him in the. If you don't trust him in the league yet, this he's really screwed up with Bale um, to the point now where it's, you know, you can just see the lack of confidence in him. And I just, I just feel there were opportunities to give to for Bale to be integrated in a front three of Bale, Son, and Kane. This season could be so different if we had those three and we played some form of like exciting attacking football where just get everyone else behind the ball and just get those three up if you want Mourinho, if you want to do the low block. But when you've got a front three that's got Bergwijn, who I know does some good things, but he hasn't scored a goal in about 25 matches. And you're telling me that Gareth Bale isn't going to be more use in a lot of games. than I just don't buy that. I just think he's really, really screwed up the man management with specifically Bale and to a lesser extent, or a similar extent, Vinicius as well. Well, in, in my theory on this too is um, Jose loves his solid defense and I, I don't think his defenders are good enough in, in our squad to, to accomplish. Like he's gotten a lot out of them, don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, like we probably have, what, the second or maybe third at this point best defense in the league. But... But that's that's only because we spend so much time defending, and yeah, and like if you want to set up that way, you you better have some world class defenders. Like, um, but when we have these guys that like the, your Canes and Sons that that want to attack, like it, it seems to it would behoove us to utilize these Gareth Bales that you're talking about, Joe, and 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 throw these attacking players into more of an attacking system. At, especially against some of the lower table sides, just like yeah. put caution to the wind and say like, we are a good, we could be a good attacking team if we just work on the attack. Um, either that, or you need to buy some of the best defenders in the world. Uh, and, and we don't have them anymore. Like Toby was that back in the day, but he's, he's kind of aged past that. He's still adequate, but he, we just don't have that anymore. Right, Kevin. Yeah. I, to your point, like he doesn't have the world class defenders. We scored six against. I mean, United had a red card and somebody sent off, but scored five against Southampton, who's a very solid defensive team. Like, why would you not continue? I, it it still blows my mind that we were doing that. And then he was like, you know what? 
I think we should change our entire tactics and go to what I want to do instead. Like, it's just mind blowing yeah. that somebody it's the who's West like, Ham it's the West Ham. Yeah. 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 Right. West yeah. Ham. But like, that's one, you're going to take that one instance yeah. and use it to go forward the rest of the way. Well, to be like fair, just, in the in the games after that, we played pretty well. I mean, after that, we beat Burnley. We beat Man City. We had that draw away at Chelsea. We beat Arsenal playing that way. We played Liverpool very well playing that way. There was that one Crystal Palace game that wasn't that great in between of that. And then after the Liverpool game, things kind of fell apart. Um, and now we're not defending well either. And now we just have shit both ways. We can't defend or attack. We can't right. play at all. And that's and that's kind of now where I'm at. I'm just kind of this game, as I said earlier. I I have no expectation for the rest of the season. Like, we're like, gonna I got, smash Chelsea. Like, like, I mean, it's, it's and it's happen. weird because like if you think about it, and I, I mean, I I feel like we can talk about both these games at the same time. Like, there's not really much difference. Yeah, we the I, same and, against and, um, barely threatened. We'll they do could have had four or five, like. It's just it, it was just it, for it was just one eighty minute one hundred eighty minutes of just total garbage is what we saw this past week and yeah. I'm not gonna let it like get me angry. I was angry after the Liverpool game and then I saw the results happen afterwards to the rest of the teams and I was just thinking like anything really can happen and in that vein you can be positive about it because we're not far off to where Arsenal was in October and November where they looked like absolute dog shit. And they've now gone on a huge streak and are only two points behind us. United was one game away from sacking Solskjaer after he had, they had a couple of results. They couldn't get a result at home, like anything like that. And now they were at top of the league. Um, you see all these things have kind of happened in this season. So in that vein, as bad as things are, things could flip in, a, in one game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... And, and it could definitely, it could totally happen just because of how weird the season's been. Well, and to your point, I'm going to, we're going to do MVP and LVP for both games at the end of, of the, the segment. And, and I do want to roll the conversation in, into Brighton because you're right. We can talk about these two matches in one vein and like this, this 180 minutes of dog shit plus. Like, uh, and I, I do want to kind of roll it into Brighton because we we had that this, and I'll go to Kevin first on this because uh, I know you were waiting to to bring up some points. But we came onto the weekend. This was our chance to kind of recover. Um, uh, we have a team that's sitting just outside of relegation that that um, should be ripe for the picking. They're not a particularly defensive side that we're not expecting them to park the bus like um and yes we're without harry and we have to come up with a game plan to address that um but then you know jose set, sets the, the squad and like yes he, he gives gareth bale his start which is uh i guess good to see um but we're you know, it's you know son and bergvine like we vinicius does not get the start um which like he's the only other striker on the team, so you would think that maybe this would be, a, especially since it's not a top side, that you're not worried. Like it might be a good place to start him. You can always pull him off at halftime if it's not working. Um, but we didn't go with him here, and 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 in this match was just truly dog shit. And when you look <laughs> at when you look at like uh, yeah, we had fifty percent 
57 percent of the possession but like uh we, we we had eight shots four of them were in target and most of those were like uh pathetic shots they were right at the keeper um they had uh 16 shots and in five on target uh so like there there was on target weren't, weren't that much better but they were getting more opportunities no, for, the stats for, don't tell the story yeah. like well no I, I know they, I, no know that, I know that i know because we all watched it. I mean, it was it, it was exact. It was the same game that we lost three 0 to last year. In yeah. fact, I think Soka was right back in that game too. He and was yeah. just about the same. It was absolutely awful. They just ran right through us all game long, just like Liverpool did. It said so this was Brighton that did it. Now that's kind of what Brighton have kind of been. The problem is they usually um, either don't score. Or they give up a goal on the counter, but we were so crap with the ball. Again, couldn't pass, could mm-hmm. not pass to save our life. It was in Dombele and ten people. Could have been anybody. Could have been you, me. Could have been Anthony. Um, could have been Kevin. Could have been other Joe. Could have been Sam. Could have had just every <laughs> single guest star on Four Star Spurs out there with Dombele, and it would have probably looked about the same. Um, that's how bad it was. It was, and and, it, and I was just sitting there, just like you know what. I can wait, you know, if he, like, I can wait. I don't need to, like, we don't need to do anything right now. Like, I don't see us challenging for Europe this way, so I'm not even going to, like, get my hopes up for that. Um, It's just go through these games and maybe win a cup, and and that's what we can get out of this season. I don't see where things are changing. I I, I think you've got a guy who's really stubborn in his ways because it's worked before, but it hasn't worked recently. And you've got a team that doesn't look like they want to play for him. And you've got guys that have already been ostracized or poorly managed. You've got our best player injured. You've got three more weeks without LaCelso, another couple of weeks without Reggian. And those were kind of some of our better performing players this season. Mm-hmm. And you just, you just kind of say, well, I'm kind of just indifferent. Well, I, I wanna... This weekend has made me indifferent. <laughs> I want to go to April 24th. <laughs> I want to go to Kevin with our first question, and I and if you want to go back to some old stuff that we were talking about, I know you had some points you wanted to get to, but uh, Dylan asks us because uh, Nick kind of led into this. At what point does Mourinho get the sack? And and that's a question I don't think we would probably would have asked like a couple weeks ago, but uh, we might be getting closer to that point. At this point, it feels at the same low point that we were at. Like say Brighton last year when 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 Pochettino got the set soon after um, uh, Kevin. Let's go to yeah. Kevin first though. Yeah, that was actually kind of a point I wanted to bring up was, you know, this is starting to feel pretty similar to the end of Poch with the way the mm-hmm. players are carrying themselves on the field, mm-hmm. and I'm not seeing nearly there. There are there definitely is a faction of Jose out people, and I joke in like every group chat and in the Chicago Spurs Facebook, I post Jose out all over the place, mostly joking. There is some seriousness behind it. Um, I mean, I don't think we're sacking him in the middle of this season. I, I just don't think that really makes a whole lot of sense. Um, but it's it's going to be hard to justify keeping him if it continues like this. Like I don't. I mean, Levy's going to be looking at it like, I owe this guy a lot of fucking money, so I better try and get something out of him. But I don't know. I mean, I think 
I think it was if it was in almost any other manager, people would be very, very much on the outside. I think because it's Jose, people are willing to give him a little bit more slack. It wouldn't for competition still. That's something, too, I think. And, I mean, like, if we win our game in hand, we're in fifth, right? I mean, yeah, yeah that's the weird – that's what I'm, That's what has to do with it being such a weird season. But yeah. I don't even think it's it's the Joseph and the manager. I actually agree with what you said. I don't think it, I don't think it makes – it feels a lot like Poch, but at the same time, it doesn't feel like it makes sense to let him go. But I think it's more down to, I think, both Le- ours and Levy's, like, just – um, observation of the team. Like, I think when Potch left, there was some kind of hope that if, oh, we could get a manager like Jose and he might be able to get these guys back to playing how they were only a year ago. Whereas mm-hmm. now I think we all realize that there is much bigger problems within the squad and that it doesn't really matter who's managing because the team is broken. Yeah. And that's kind of where I am with it. Like, if Jose can't get this bunch playing, I don't know if anybody can. So like, if we're broken, guy that is that just like... Like, full on sell everybody except Harry. I think son I mean, and there's not a uh, there's not a full on. I mean, because you never do that. I mean, let's be honest. When teams buy seven players, it never works out well. Fulham, us, Liverpool have all gone through that. Um, I think it just needs to be slowly something that happens by a mixture of selling and promoting within. And it's part and and and, and but it it's gonna take time. And for right now as I've said earlier, and we've seen teams go through huge slumps where they're like man, where people want the manager gone and been able to turn it around. So I don't want to just do that uh, yet, but at the same time it does, I've come to the point where it's like, if he goes tomorrow, I would not care. Let's, let's go to Joe. I think he'd, he'd probably have to lose like six games in a row for him to go. I, I leave. He doesn't want to get rid of him. Like you've already mentioned, the the financial implications of sacking him, um, the fact that it makes his decision to fire our most popular manager in the last 30 years to bring him in, um, it makes that decision look even worse. Hodge lost to Lorient this weekend. So I did see that. Yeah. I, I did see that. Maybe we can he get already him won a, He won a trophy already. Yeah, yeah, he won a trophy after a week, <laughs> didn't he? Fair play to him. But So here's, the, here's my sort of I guess, prediction. I, it's, I think what's going to happen is we're going to continue being shit for the next few games until Kane's back, basically. Um, and we're probably going to drop enough points that top four is a total... just like Kind of like we were last season, like mm-hmm. scrapping around for the Europa. And it reminds me a little of, if you remember, when we had that great season when we were unbeaten at home under Pochettino, 2016, yes. Mourinho was Man United manager at the time and what he did about two thirds into the season was Mourinho realised that United were like 6th, 7th not, not in the top 4 or title conversation and he just played for the Cups he'd already won the League Cup beat Southampton he then went and won the Europa League by, he was resting his best players for league games to play them in the Europa League and he won the Europa League and he came out that season with two trophies. And I remember a conversation at the time, who had a better season, Spurs, who came second and were unbeaten at home and the best ever Premier League season, or Man United, who finished, I think, seventh, maybe sixth. Sixth. Sixth, but won two trophies. And it was, a, you know, people were having that. And I can see Mourinho sensing that's the way to go here. I wouldn't be surprised if we just start, I don't want to say like sacking off, like, 
totally, you know, playing a weakened team in league games, but we might start putting much more emphasis on the cup. Like I think that's I all well and good, but at the same time, we need to be playing better than this to win any game. Yeah, <laughs> like, and no, that's, that's what I'm worried about. I'm, I'm struggling yeah. to see. Like, I've seen us have bad games before, but I just the disjointedness in yeah. midfield and attack. I've not seen it like this. Yeah, um, where it's just like they can't string two or three passes together. And you know what? Part of it might just be they're fucking exhausted. I mean, I saw a stat this morning that was that. Brighton had played 26 games this season. We've played 34. And, yeah. I mean, how many people started in that game that started three days earlier? Ben Davies had to play well, again. We've got no um, rotation of Hoybier. We've got no Hoybier and Ndombele are the only midfielders Son, we can trust in Son the game. Played Son's every played game. every game. Bergvine had to play again. The yeah. only fresh dude was Bale. And, like, Doherty, who played, yeah, was just not great in general. And, yeah. um, and Toby Alderville. And that was it. So, so, and then, and then the people that were fresh, most of them playing out of position. So, like, Darty was playing at left back. So, so, yeah. so, right, back. Went right back. So, yeah. like, it was just the weird. It was, and, and, and that's more on, that's also on Jose. So, and it, it's a weird thing, but I'm with you, Joe. I don't, I don't see this changing unless it's, well, you know, if we lose to Chelsea and then the West Brom, and that's four losses in a bounce, I could see it. Just yeah. because the loss would be to West Bromwich. So I would say in that case, maybe four would do it rather than six. But yeah, it would have to be something very drastic that would see us maybe down in like 14th or something ridiculous uh, for us to really do it. But I mean, there's really, um, there's really, the really saving grace is the fact that we're still all in these competitions and we're already in a cup final. Well, like, and everybody, everybody and we're gonna get smashed. <laughs> you don't know that. I mean, who's? I mean, what's it? What's the? What's the world gonna look like in four months? What's the league? That's a good question. That's a good question. What will the world world look like in four I mean, months? Who knows? We'll have Kane what? back. We'll have Regulon back. Hopefully. I mean, this is my counterbalance. So just so we're not all like beating up on Mourinho, is I I think we have a better chance of winning that one off. Cup final against Manchester City with him as manager. Yes. Although we're, I agree with what everyone's saying about how shit we are. Like that was legit one of the worst Spurs performances I've ever seen. Like that was so bad. I, it's hard to articulate how shit we were. We went from the 49th minute against Liverpool to the 32nd, I think, against Brighton without having a shot. Not a shot on target. A a shot at goal. That is beyond belief that's just unbelievably shit but in a one-off game in a cup final this is like what Mourinho does right this is his this is his thing and I think we have a better chance and I think this is how Levy will see it as well that we have a better chance with him as manager than if we sack him and get in whoever Big has him. Oh, no, we wouldn't get any of it. We'd give it to Ledley King for four months. Probably, Ooh. yeah. And I and I think that Jose would have a better chance of winning the cup final. That's right. That's kind of that's, I mean, that's a very good point, Joe. It's a very good point. But also we have to look at, like, uh, has he lost the players? Is, uh, uh, we've talked about yeah. it a little bit. Like, the, like the, obviously we know Deli Alley's feelings, but he's not really getting minutes right now. But are the other players not 
willing to play for him at this point because it does feel kind of like we have some similarities between when Poch was starting to get one foot out the door. Well, like it know, seems like he had lost a lot of the players. Like uh, Kevin, go ahead, Kevin. Yeah. I mean, if Serge is storming out of the stadium, like I don't really know. That like leaves me speechless that a professional athlete would leave his team. And literally leave the stadium. So if that actually happened, like, in my opinion, this is a little bit off topic, but, like, Serge shouldn't step foot on the pitch and for a long, long time. Like, you can't just leave your team. Like, to me, growing up playing sports, like, no matter what, you don't fucking just leave your team hanging when you could be there. Like, obviously, if you, like, have to go to the hospital or something, leave. But, like, just a storm off. So, but, I mean, that is a little bit of – you know, what seems like the culture in the locker room could be is it's pretty fucking toxic. Guys are fighting enough to where one of them wants to leave the stadium. It doesn't, I'd really like the Amazon cameras to be there. The the team is, uh, we're hearing about Larice wanting to leave the team. I mean, that's no real surprise. Yeah, I wouldn't be. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, when your captain yeah. is talking about leaving. Just saying well. it, yeah. You're not really supposed to say He's that. He's always been kind of awful as a captain. I agree. I don't like, think the like if you think in in the way he talks, like yeah. he he said, "Oh, we're not a title contending team yeah. in like 2018." Like you guys yeah. remember that? Like yeah. I'm gonna go drink and drive. Like not the best captain. Yeah, to think about yeah. it. Harry should definitely be the captain. And he also you had a shit week never too. Anyway. He, well, he had a couple. He had a really good, a couple really good saves in the Brighton game, but. In that Liverpool game, he was at fault for two goals. So... The first goal. The first goal. I mean, they did. They play in this blame game, and that's why Serge stormed out. I agree with you, Kevin. There's no excuse for Serge storming out at all. But it's such a regressive way of managing what Mourinho does. It's like apparently right. blame Serge. It's like at halftime you get like ten minutes just over to come up with a plan. The worst thing, like even at the level I play football, you don't go into a post-mortem on a goal. That does no one any good. You can't turn the clock back, can you? What you do is you reset and you plan. Mourinho just, who's who's at fault? It's such a terrible approach to take. But, um, well, uh, sorry, I forgot where I was going to go with that. Um, yeah, but it was uh, it's just a total shit show all around, isn't it? Mm-hmm. With Serge storming out. Um, but you're right, Hugo's, having a goalkeeper as captain is a terrible idea anyway. And I, think having Kane off the field isn't a coincidence that we are that we like you said earlier like we looked totally beaten like we'd had no fight and I think if you take that one guy him and Hoybier to be fair Hoybier I would elevate to I'd have him as captain actually now um I think with those with Kane off the field there was no leader out there yeah no I I I, I do agree with that and I think the the, the like we we can talk about Jose and the first question kind of led to that, uh, but uh, the second question that we have that comes from Glenn it's at e um, viscality eighty five. <laughs> I'm like uh, it's good try, uh, good try. Glenn he asks, uh, is the be- is the beginning of the end for the following players Bale Sanchez and Davy? Is I think he's asking, is it the beginning of the end of the, for the following players? Bale Sanchez and Davies uh, continued underperformance and liability from these three. Not all their fault, but more of the same from them. And how can Delhi uh, not get on the pitch when, with this lack of quality we are, are presented with? Um, so, uh, 
I think what he's going to is that, yes, we talked about the Jose and some of the, the poor coaching decisions that we're seeing, but also is there a player blame here as well? Uh, and Kevin, I think you had your hand up first. I think the beginning of the end for Sanchez started a while ago. I don't think this is the beginning yeah. of the end for him. Uh, I don't think – I think Davies is still a fine, like, backup. Get the fuck out of here. You think he's a legend, Kevin? Use the word. Come on, we know. <laughs> Jeff, he's not—he's not good enough to be a backup. I disagree. I think he can do. He can put in a shift. He shouldn't he be. Looks, he should never be the guy, obviously. But yeah, but uh, like, who, who are you going to get? Who are you going to get that's I'd a better? Put I put Sirkin over him right now. I mean, that's I mean, at least that's like un- some. Like, uh, like, look at look at how it's worked for Lester. They played that Justin dude. Now all of a sudden he's fantastic for him. Like, let's get the. We know what Ben Davies is, and we know what Ben Davies is. And let's let's counter that with Ben Davies playing three games in a week. Yeah. Like, when you've got you Toby a, on the bench, you're playing Ben Davies at centre back with with Toby on the bench, and then you've got to play Davies left back in three days' time anyway. It's just bizarre. Yeah, rare Elon's issue, but you do have that. Sirkin guy who's played in Europa League and it's not the worst thing in the world to do. Especially when we play like defensively anyway. I mean, it's not like we have the greats, we're playing great defensively. No. So why not try to switch something up? But then maybe it's that we're switching things up so much. Like, who the fuck knows? It's just there's so much wrong with everything. Well, what about Bale? What do y'all think? And I, I think I think Bale is probably past his, his prime. We're going to get our money worth out of him by having him in a Spurs kit regardless, but I think he can score some key goals for us if he's given enough opportunities. But it's a matter of like managing that you don't use him too much where uh, you overexpose him, uh, but use him in the right situations where you uh, he might have the space to work without having to do much running. Like There's it, really like no downside it, to not playing him because again, the players in front of him aren't performing either. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, why not? See and if you just have him taking free kicks the entire game, right? And he's yeah. probably going to be our be- one of our better free kick takers. Uh, so, like again, it's it's more. There's a lot of these situations. Same with Vinicius. Like it's not like these guys are being kept out because the people in front of them are performing well. They're not, yeah. and yet they still have to come off the bench or get hooked early. Like. And that's one of the things that's left me so perplexed and, I guess, indifferent is this just that, like, it doesn't even feel like anybody's trying. So why should I try to care? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, and I, I know you, you came in, you, you opened the show saying, oh, we're going to get emotional. But, like, I am bereft of emotion because I've, we've all been down this pathway before. And a lot of times it's been better and it still turns out like shit at the end. So imagine what it's going to be like now. <laughs> so I'm just not gonna let. I'm just. I'm just not gonna let it get there for me. I'm gonna maybe say maybe it's, it's a turd that we're gonna. Pull I'm going back for people at the Atlantic Bar. I'm going back to the Snark days. I'm gonna laugh at this team. I'm gonna but, root but, for but the hell they, out of them, but I'm gonna laugh when shit goes wrong because it's the best way to get through it until but, things change. But yeah. may, maybe this is the turd that we're gonna polish into a diamond. Is yeah, it, exactly. I mean, that's the thing. Like, like we win the we win the we league win the treble. We, 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 we win the we win the Europa League, and then we win the FA Cup or something. And like, we have three trophies. They have ninety percent possession, and we have ten, and we win off like Ben Watson corner. Oh wait, that already happened to Man City. 
um, yeah. when Reagan them in the FA Cup. No, like that's the thing about a cup final, but it's it's just such a such a weird season, both us and in general, that we're playing this badly yet already in a cup final, which is something we've wanted for five plus years, and yet we're in that it all feels like it's all over already. It's such a weird season like that. Yeah. No, it certainly is. Um, I'm thinking that this might be a good place to go to MVP, LVP, and we're going to do it for both matches. Um, we're going to do MVP for both of them, which is uh, – I don't think we're going to have a lot of picks for either of the, these matches, and then we'll go to LVP for both of the matches. Uh, uh, so we'll, let's start with Liverpool for MVP. Um, so let's start with uh, – Why don't we just go one by one and do both MVP and LVP for each game? Like okay. One after okay. Let's do Liverpool MVP LVP. So go ahead, Nate. Um, LVP for me is Jose on this one, just because everybody played bad, but everything he did was also awful. I would have probably gone to Joe Roden if he didn't make that terrible mistake in defense. For MVP, Hoybier for the goal, and he looked like he gave a shit. Um, so, so that's me for that. For Brighton, I would say um, LVP is Ben Davies for that. For, well, mm. everybody played shit, but he played shit and looked absolutely shit on the goal where he let, um, I forgot who, who was it, was Pascal Grosko by him yeah. and then ran to try to cover Trissard but never got there anyway, so the ball still got to Trissard who scored while all our center backs were running into the goal. Um, that was that was a glorious sight, wasn't it? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, Ben Davis especially was just absolutely awful. I never want to hear him be called a legend again, Kevin. Legend. Uh, needs to uh, um, MVP could have said nobody, but I actually thought Vinicius yeah. had two shots on target after coming on. Vinicius is might have almost MVP. gone in. They could have given us a point. Um, yeah. It was actually really nice on the turn, and it was a great save by Sanchez, their their keeper. Then he also had a header that hit his feet. So, so that was kind of nice. I, I'd like to see him start um, soon. If not, Chelsea definitely West Brom. There's nothing he has to lose there. So, so yeah, that was kind of nice wasn't perfect, but everyone was dog shit, so it was nice for him to get a couple shots on target. Okay, uh, Kevin? Uh, Liverpool LVP will be Serge. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, pretty <laughs> black and white for me there. cannot fucking leave the stadium. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't think I can give an MVP. I mean, like Nathan for, said, I guess, Hoiberg for, for the goal. Uh but nobody, you know, same with Brighton. I'm not going to give an MVP for that because literally nobody deserves it. Uh, and LVP, um, probably the legend himself because, like Nathan said, you can't do that. So Ben Davies. Okay. Uh, Joe? So for the Liverpool game, I actually think Rodan – I know he made a mistake for the third goal, but I I like him a lot. And, you know, young defenders do make mistakes, you know, cliche alert. That's how that's how they learn the game. And I think he shows a lot of promise. I really like the look of him. And I thought he had a really good game, error notwithstanding. So I'd, I'd give it him. LVP, I can't disagree with Kevin. Uh, it's going to be any player that storms off at halftime is an automatic LVP. Nate's got a good point about Jose. The tactics, the team selection, utterly baffling. Like the subs, is, like um, in our group chat, um, 
one of Tolrick mentioned that Jose was drunk, and I said that explains the team selection because playing a right back at left back. It, I mean, I don't even. It'll take me ten minutes to go into it, but the whole thing, leaving Toby on the bench and playing Ben Davis centre back, the whole thing was just. When we horrendous. didn't have a left back. When we didn't have a left back, <laughs> exactly. Like and playing playing a back. Four, uh, sorry, a back three with wing backs when you don't have a don't wing have back wing is just lunacy. I mean, I, it boggles the mind. The more I think about it, Jose's LVP actually is Liverpool. Um, Brighton, slim pickings for MVP. I, but actually, the, the definite standout candidate, Nate already said it, is Vinicius. He's the only player who gets like above a. I thought Vinicius did well when he came on. He was a focal point, he was a handful. He almost scored, which is always good if you try and shoot and attempt to score. That's a good thing in football. And he seems to have been the only one that was on the on the right um, wavelength with that. LVP, yeah, I mean, you guys already already did it, but Davis had an absolute shocker, absolute shocker. And I think Nate's got a point. It might be exhaustion. He's played a lot of games this season, but an experienced player should not get make the terrible decisions. Yeah, his decision making was atrocious, and um, it worries me that we that Reggion's out because we don't have many options other than, like Nate said, Sirkin. I, Mourinho's not one to throw a. a Did it with Jaffet? I mean, yeah, last yeah. year, and he's not even a right back, and he played there. Hell, Jaffet's played left back under. Yeah, that's what so I was like, thinking. Where's he when been? You, when you said there's no other left like, back, I was like, play Tanganga. Maybe we'll do that. But yeah, um, like anyway. it's, yeah. it's it's again. So, but he went with the. Uh, never mind. We've talked. We've exhausted this, and yeah. it's exhausting. Exhausting this, and I'm I still got to get mine though. But yeah, uh, yeah. but regardless, um, you know, it, it. I had a really tough choice with Liverpool for LVP between uh, Serge and Jose. I I think Jose's decision making, the substitution decision making, especially like as Sir, Serge, like you you can't just leave the stadium no matter how angry you are. And no matter how frustrated I am with the man- managerial decisions, too, like it's tough for me to forgive that. But I think I am going to go with Jose because I mean I think like he set this up for failure, and then he made this like he couldn't control what happened to to Harry, but but he still set us up for um, not even looking like we're going to have a chance to come out of this that situation with the substitutions at halftime. So for me, LVP jo- Jose, I want to give MVP to actually to Hugo. Cause despite the fact that we gave up quite a few goals, like he made some killer saves in the first half. If uh, in the first half, like he kept us in that game, like going into halftime, I thought we were going to be at a, a nil, nil, nil. Um, and a lot of that was Hugo keep, keeping them off the board. Um, so, yes, the second half, I certainly can't forgive Hugo for, but everybody was fucking shit in the second half. So um, I just want to point out that, like, it was looking like that as shitty as we were playing that we might have a chance to 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 pull this match out going into that half. Like, I was still, I had hope that, like, yeah, like, we could find a way. Like, we just get to this half and, and next half, like, we work out something in the locker room. A lot of that was due to Hugo. So, I disagree with me, but um, 
and I agree with uh, uh, MVP Vinicius for for uh, Brighton and uh, Davies uh, for uh, LVP. Like I, you guys have described that enough. I don't need to go into that. I mean, if you um, think about it, Serge only made mistakes for one goal, whereas Hugo made mistakes for two. Serge wasn't on the. Serge left, so he couldn't make a mistake in the yeah. second half. No, yes. So who, who was smart? Who was smart? Serge was smart to leave. I, I understand that. I look at this that as a matches of two halves, and if if Harry hadn't gone off and um, and Serge hadn't made the fucking stupid mistake, then then that second half might have been a different story altogether. So that that's where I'm coming from with it. Like it's I I understand. What you're saying, like to pick him, is kind of a pr- bit far fetched. But, but regardless, like that, I, I, I'm polishing that turd again. I think is what is happening here. Um, but regardless, uh, that was a fantastic half. Uh, we have two matches to preview in this second half. We got one more good question to to answer. We do not have a halftime segment, so we are not going to go to anything here at the half. We're just going to roll into the next conversation, which is. We have a, a Premier League match this Thursday against Chelsea. That's uh, um, th- Thursday, February 4th. Uh, that's uh, uh, 2 p.m. here in Chicago. Um, uh, currently, Chelsea is sitting seventh place in the league with 33 points. That's nine wins, six draws, and six losses. Uh, uh, their most recent match was a 2-0 win to Burnley this uh, Sunday. Uh, prior to that, they drew the Wolves. They uh, beat Luton Town in the FA Cup. Luton. Lost the, Luton. Uh, lost to Leicester and uh, beat Fulham. Um, upcoming, they take on uh, Sheffield United away after us on Saturday the 6th. So it gets a little bit easier for them. to. Uh, it, they can kind of put some focus onto Spurs. Um, their top goal scorer right now is Tammy Abraham with six. Uh, Kurt Zuma's behind him with four, and uh, Timo Werner is behind him with four as well. Um, Timo Werner is the top assist man with four. Ben Chilwell and Mason Mount have three. And then top uh, rated player is Mason Mount with 7.38, and Kurt Zuma has 7.11 behind him. Uh, last five times that we've taken on Chelsea, uh, most uh, – Recently in November, you, we remember the zero-zero draw at at their home, uh, which was a bit of a uh, felt like a win for us. I think at the point in the season that we were at. Uh, prior to that, we tied them in the League Cup and then beat them on penalties for the first time I can remember in a long time seeing a penalty win. Um, if we go back to February 2020, they beat us two one, uh, two one, two uh, zero in uh, December 2019, and then. They beat us again 2-0 in February 2019. So it's, um, other than the last two results where we've fared pretty well and both under Jose, uh, Chelsea's been handling us pretty well lately. Um, Now, obviously, we're in a completely different position without Harry Kane available. Uh, Sun doesn't seem to be on form. Uh, But where do you guys stand on this match? How do you feel about this Chelsea match? Let's start with Joe. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they've got a new manager, a good manager who's tactically astute. And 
we have, I mean, I, look, you can only go off the last, going off the last two games that we just spent time talking about. It's incredibly difficult to be optimistic about this game. Um, I don't, the, the major issue I have is I don't know what our plan is going to be. Like, I don't know what our tactics are because without Kane, we can't do this thing of just everyone doing the low block and hoping Kane and Son do some great link up. And we, we don't have Kane who's integral to that whole idea. And it seems in his absence, we're just kind of, oh, just put, I don't know, like don't put another striker in and somehow hope that Son does it. And like you just said, Anthony, Son's out of bang out of form. You know, he's a very streaky player. We know this. He, he had a good run of form. Then he'll be anonymous for half a dozen games. And that's where he is now. So that makes me incredibly pessimistic about this game. Um, unless Jose totally rethinks the tactics, does something quite unexpected, I really don't have much optimism, unfortunately. Well, and to your point, like we have a good question that comes from Peter that I think is probably a good way to roll into where you left off. Um, so Peter asks us, uh, Liverpool dicked us in part because they came to White Hart Lane pissed off after a bad home loss to Burnley. After our own embarrassing, clueless performance against Brighton, will we see that same determined intensity from our players against Chelsea? Or do we just save our fight for the changing room? Um, I think that's a little bit of conjecture to say that's exactly why they beat us. I don't think that's true at all, actually. Sorry, Peter. I think they beat us because we set up poor tactically. Harry Kane got injured and we made a lot of mistakes and we kind of downed tools. And they're better than us as well. Um, and they're better than we are. Um, <laughs> I, I think I don't think that's going to have anything to do uh, to do with it. Um, it's going to be because I, I just I mean you'd think if we were going to get angry after result, we would have gotten angry after result against Liverpool and played well against Brighton, but we didn't. So um, it's kind of it's kind of tough to assume then we'll get up for Chelsea. Now it is Chelsea, and. It, if you guys recall, at least for Arsenal, it was their game against Chelsea that they were able to kind of get out of their funk and kind of kick on. So it would be nice if we could use that in a similar way that they did to kind of get our confidence back. However, it's a different Chelsea team. It's um, it's Thomas Tuchel's Chelsea now. Frank's gone, and they were really struggling under Frank for a while. Um, that's another team. They were top. Remember, they were top after we were. For, for a week and then they've, they've kind of gone the same funk that we have. So this is another example of a team that's kind of been in a weird spot like us this season, but um, they look really organized under him. I was watching their game against Burnley. It was two nil. could have been a lot more. They've put Hudson Adoy out on the wing back position. Yeah. He looks amazing out there and him going against Ben Davies scares the absolute <laughs> shit out of me. Um, and um, not to mention that like, They've started implementing Giroud into the starting lineup. Now they got, it was nil nil against Wolves. So they're still having goal troubles. And it was actually two defenders that scored against, against Burnley. Um, But this is going to be one of those games that if we win, it's going to have to be a game like the Man City game was where we need like a Hoybeer and Dombele Sissoko midfield is what I'd really, really want and have Sissoko just play in that low block, gum everything up for them, and try to hit them on the break and maybe get lucky with Sun or Bergvine or something. Um, that's, how we get a, that's how we get a result out of this game. 
Um, and, and that's, and, and because it's against Chelsea, it doesn't bother me too much if we play that way. The problem is I would, there's another pod I listened to. And one of the people on that said something that really resonated with me, which is if we go a goal down, we do not look like we have a chance of winning the game yeah. or getting back yeah. into the game at all. Shit, if we and go so, up 1-0, we don't necessarily yeah, look like we're going to win. More often than not, we'll draw those. We'll draw. Um, <laughs> so, and, and that's kind of where I'm at. It's just like we either need to hold them nil-nil like we did last time. We've got to score first. We better sure as hope so because when we got to come out, we just look so screwed. And a team like them um, will kill us like that. Um, but, but just two weeks ago, uh, a lot of people, even people on this podcast, like I'll, I'll call Lucas out, who's on this podcast a lot, would have said, like, I want that them to score early so we wake up. But, that, well, but that's also weird. a lot of weird fucking shit that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait. You should never root for the other team to score. I don't care what the fuck. Yeah, like, that just doesn't no, make any sense. But that's waking up because – we we sit this sitting defensively that we've been doing yeah. like uh, against these squads that oh like, we don't even change if, if when we we're down one their, now, so. if you let them get their goal at, in the the ninetieth minute then we're fucked and we got a draw that we that's why I kind of want us up. to go back to that midfield because we've gone away from that yeah that was that worked us. for us it worked and, for and us. It, it worked. No, I mean, it worked. It, it doesn't always work because, like, it didn't work against like wolves, for example. But no, we actually, wait a minute. We went for a back three. Wait a minute. Why are we playing a back three? Yeah. Why are we playing a back yet? three? Like, <laughs> we so, don't have wing backs. You know, we oh. never. Well, we do when Reggion's healthy, but he's not. So, but even but, then, yeah, it's like it's not even that though, Nate. It's not even that. It's so why are we playing a back either. three? We've got it's it's literally drawing the most attention to our weakest area. Right, the, you exactly. know, like saying, "Oh, you know, play to your strengths." We're no, doing we're the opposite. The we're literally <laughs> the opposite, right? Like that's why remember? you guys have to get on my kind of wavelength here of just laughing because it's well, the best way. Do you remember when when Mourinho first took over? Um, he realized we didn't have a very good defense. So we just played attacking. If you remember, we had like the 4-2 uh, European game. We had the 3-2 against West Ham. High scoring games because he looked at it and was like, right, these guys can't defend. So they've got some good attackers. Delhi was playing well at the time. And it was fun for a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. there's been a few weeks and, where we've fun each season. That was, that, was a lo- that was a really logical approach, but it went against his nature, right? Because his nature is to do this low block stuff. But it's you're right, Nate, that's a great question. We, we are playing to our weaknesses. That's what we're doing. We've got some really good attacking players. We're not using them. Delhi can't get in the squad, but we've got very average defenders. Let's get five of them in there, you know. <laughs> as many well, as we can. And Not play them all out of position. Well, like, I th- I think we certainly have a defense problem, and I really wish that we had been found a way to, to, to improve a, a, upon the center back situation. But we also have this midfield issue, which is it's weird to me because, like, when you look at, like, the best players on our squad right now and the people that we rely on the most – Two of them are midfielders. I mean, I mean, Ndombele and, and Hoy Bear are two of our best players, and they're playing together. But uh, my pronunciation is bothering you. No, I kind of love it. <laughs> like, you just made me think of like today in Spanish and Bear in my head. So Hoy <laughs> Bear. Hoy Bear. <laughs> but, um, but regardless, 
like these are two of our best players, and I, I I've been trying to think about like what is not working about this because mm. like they, they they are two of the best players I mean, on the pitch for really us, and we can't get the fucking ball through the midfield, <laughs> and it's the fucking wing back situation. Like when we when we had like uh, Dembele and we had uh, um, not so much Dyer as maybe Wanyama, Wanyama. Uh, uh, like. Those guys, like the reason why that, we, like we were able to move the ball and get it through the midfield and fly forward, was because we had those wing backs that that helped us like get out of these situations. And we we only have Indombly trying to do three jobs right now, and and he's trying yeah. to do Harry Kane, the job that Harry Kane was filling in on because like he was our striker that was falling back into the attacking midfield role because. Nobody else could do it. Like so, now we have one guy trying to do all of those jobs, and and, and it's not working. <laughs> like it, it, we we don't have that help on the wings, and and but we play all these like uh, mediocre wingers other than Sun that uh, like are in our attacking force. But we don't have and, anybody, and, 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 and we don't have the, the the solution, and that that's why I was like this. This window, like, yes, we don't get stuff in the winter, but like this window would have been our our solution to fix this problem, because um, Hoybea or whatever however you want to pronounce it, uh, and and Dombele d- deserve better because they are playing so fantastic that like, but but we're we're not giving them the tools that they need to. Uh, to progress the ball forward, well, I and think we, I think we have been able to move it through the midfield. The problem is, yeah, the, the, we don't we're we're not playing with the personnel and, to to, to complement them. Brighton, you thought we were moving the ball through the midfield, okay? I think I think we were able to. Indomble was able to do it, and then when it got to our attacking players, they couldn't string two passes together. That happened constantly. So yeah. would get knocked off the ball very easily. Bergvine would keep his passes short. Bale wasn't accurate. Yeah. Um, even in Domblay lost the ball a couple times. I have a more worry about the midfield is that they are in the, at least in this past week, and I've seen it a couple of times. We are horrible in transition. Yeah, we are defending Yeah. in midfield. Like these guys are good. And when Hoiberg can get behind the ball, it's good. And, but I think in has got a really bad, big problem with his marking in transition defense. It's something that happened a lot last year. And I think because he's playing better offensively, it's been masked a little bit, but I think it's a problem he has because every time they get the ball, they're just flying through us. And maybe that has to do with the back three and having a less man in the midfield, which is why for the love of God, go back to the three man midfield, Jose. I'm begging you. Please. This, this is the game week. I don't care. It, it's Chelsea. This is the time to be pragmatic and defend. This is yeah. your low block game. So please, for the flow of fucking God, go back and do it. Fall free, free. Yeah. The other thing is not working. And I think it's the only chance we have to get something out of this game. Um, and maybe Timo Werner starting and not being able to score. <laughs> of course, knowing us, he'll probably score three. Yeah. Um, same thing. We cured Liverpool. Liverpool couldn't score a goal until they played us. Brighton couldn't win a game. Brighton couldn't win a game. So Werner's gone, you know. Um, one other thing as well I, I, I think is a huge issue is just the lack of the lack of creativity in the team and I'll give you an example. You remember when Bergwijn, when we first signed him, he scored that great goal on his debut, and then he had a few others. He scored against Wolves. He scored that great goal against United um, when the, the project restart um, first game. And he looks, if you watch him play, he's like a robot who's been now. I mean, he's been programmed to do the most 
unimaginative, like most basic thing. Like he never tries anything other than he just gets the ball and plays it either to the fullback or the, the holding midfielder. He doesn't drive, take his man on, try anything. And I don't know if it's him. I don't think it is him because we saw that he can be an explosive attacking player. I think it's been coached out of him. And I think that's what Jose's doing. He's coaching all the flair, all the creativity out of the team. Delhi can't get in the team because Delhi tries too many flicks, loses possession. Delhi will create things with flicks, though. Like, sometimes he'll lose it. Sometimes I, You know, we also off. miss with him. We miss his movement so much. Yeah, we yeah. really miss his, his movement. His movement the... is so important. Like, these guys are so stagnant yes. at the edge of the box. Exactly. Um, and that's something else with Bergvine being robotic. You're right on that. Like, he just doesn't move. Son doesn't move. I was about to like, say, Son's not even taking people on. And that's, like, what he's fucking best at. Like, that's what we need him to do. And it doesn't feel like he's... When, when's the last time he just, like, took somebody out no, and burned like... somebody? Yeah. Wake him. Well, that, that doesn't count. <laughs> doesn't count, no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that's really where we are. I mean, there's a lot of hopelessness. But, again, like, it's, it, can, it can turn like that. Like that's always a possibility, which I know is weird to say, but it really can. Like, yeah. we could get a couple of good goals and hold a clean sheet against them, and the mood around everything would change drastically. Um, yeah. So, I wouldn't say it's even though it seems very unlikely now, it's not entirely impossible. Uh, Kevin, so, who are your fullbacks for this? For me, um, I would do. I think it. I think it's going to have to be Davis because I, I, well, I hope it's a back four. Yeah. But yeah. again, the idea of Davis versus Callum Hudson Odoi is terrifying. Um, and I think it's um, got to be Doherty. I yeah. mean, he got it's the rest. Be too. I mean, that's that's what he is a fullback after all. Um, so we're, we're pretty fucked, huh? Yeah, <laughs> that it's not doesn't great. sound promising. It's not great, and probably Joe Roden and uh, Dyer in defense. Um. Yeah. So so yeah, have fun with that one. Um, Tanganga hope... left back if he's fit, I would go for. Oh, I would, I wouldn't mind that at all to see Jaffet in this game. Um, but again, it's one of those things because, like, right after this, we got another one Sunday. Yeah, but that's West Brom. So, right, all right, yeah, so who, well, do you, who do you? Who do you? Can't say that we we no. drew Fulham at home. Like anything's possible. Uh, West Brom's got big sit. Like they're gonna, he's going to know how to work how to draw against us if nothing. Yeah, else. One, yeah one. we'll see. But I agree with you. Any, I mean, we we can't take any game. Any game, anything can happen. Yeah. So um, I think this is probably a good point to go to predictions on this Chelsea match. Uh, and I'm going to start with Joe first. Yeah, well, I'm going to stick to the pessimistic tone and I'm going to say we're going to lose, which is not what I want to say. But it, I'm just being honest. I think we're going to lose and I think we're going to lose 2-1. I mean, I'm a bit optimistic by saying we're going to score a goal because <laughs> I don't know where that's going to come from. I really don't know how we're going to create anything. I. I hope the penny's dropped and that he realises we have to play a striker. And if he starts Vinicius, I'd be much more confident than if we don't start with him. We might draw if Vinicius starts. I'll say that he scores the goal and we lose 2-1. Okay, uh, Kevin? Uh, I have no idea. Um, I came into the podcast thinking this could be a game where we turn it around. And Sun clicks, starts scoring some goals again. But listen to us talk about it. I just, it's really hard to think that that's even a possibility. But I'm going to say we win 3-1. 
Uh, don't let me drag you down, Kevin. Good man. Good for Three, you. 3-1. Sun's going to get two, and uh, Vinicius will probably get the other one. I think he probably scores the first one. Gets us going. Gets, gets some fuel on the fire. Okay. Uh, Nate? Um, I don't think we're going to score. I don't think we're going to defend well. I think we're going to lose 2-0. I think it's going to be really bad. Um, I just, I, it's too, it's too short a turnaround after um, against the, I think a team that's going to be playing really well um, and play in a way that's not good against us because they'll be very possession based and they'll come really at us. And I just think our mentality right now is that this is a situation where it's very easy for us to make a defensive mistake. Um, so, so yeah, um, I think we'll just get stuck hoofing it long and Tiago Silva and Zuma will be able to deal with whatever we give them probably because we won't play Vinicius at the beginning and he'll be hitting it along to Steven Bergwijn, who's like five foot eight. Zuma um, hasn't played for them in like three or four games now. Oh shit. Who's starting for them in defense? Chowell and... Oh no, Aspie's no. playing back there. Or not Chowell. Um... Oh. Uh, is back in center back. Rudiger, Rudiger. Yeah, oh, Rudiger. Rudiger. Yeah. Oh, even better. He can. Well, they got Alonso. Draw another red card. Well <laughs> oh, maybe. Al- maybe they'll get Sun fired up to play against Rudiger. Um, <laughs> again, uh, that would be interesting. But um, but no, I just not in the way we're playing. I think, I think if it was a different team, I think it was an easier team. I'd feel differently. But just because it is Chelsea coming in the back, they're they're in a good spot. We're in a bad spot. I just think it's too quick for us to really turn it around. Okay. Um. Well, my original thought was to go exactly where Joe had gone with the the, the two one loss, and that's like. And the more that I'm sitting on this and thinking on this, like this does seem like the point where Jose finally makes his tactical shift, like like he did like after West Ham, and he said, like, yeah, we're we're attacking like hell, but we're we're giving up as many goals as we do. I'm going to go defensive. Um, maybe this is where he finally caves and says, like, you know what? I'm going to go back to that, like, three-man midfield with Sissoko doing, like, the, the, the grunt work. And and uh, maybe we find a way to make this work with, uh, with Sun with a bit of a grudge uh, um, after his red card and everything like that. Um, and I'm going to say that we win... 2-1 in this one. And I'm going to give a goal for Sun for sure. And I'm going to say a goal for Ndombele. Like, I think, uh, like, he's he's finding ways to to be creative. Like, I think he could be the one that causes fits for them um, as they're trying to get organized under a new coach. So that's my hopeful thinking that we win 2-1 here. Well, that would be awesome. It would yeah, be so great it. to win after this week. I just, yeah, I just can't see it. But that would be great. I have trouble. Loss isn't the end of the world but, either. Like, I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm. I'm trying to shift my, my positive thinking. The power of positive thinking is what I'm having. But um, we have a second match to talk about here, and we're starting to run long. So I want to get into this one. So. Uh, on the weekend, uh, this Saturday, February 6th, we take on West Brom at home. Um, uh, this is uh, 9 a.m. here in Chicago. That's, uh, th- they currently sit in 19th place in the league with 12 points. That's two wins, six draws, and 13 losses. 
Um, their most recent match was a 2-2 draw this Saturday to Fulham at home. Um, prior to that, they lost to Man City, they lost to West Ham, they beat Wolves, and they drew to Blackpool in the FA Cup. Um, before they play us, they take on Sheffield United away this Tuesday. Um, that's a relegation six-pointer. Uh, upcoming after us, they take on Manchester United at home. So we might be the more easier match to pick up a point against uh, in Big Sam's system than um, than Manchester United, who's uh, sitting top of the table. So they might be looking at us as the, the match that they want to come after. Um, their top goal scorer right now is Matthias Pereira for, with five, Connor Gallagher and Kyle Bartlett are behind him with two. Pereira is the top assist man as well with three, and Darnell Furlong has two behind him. Pereira is the top-rated player with 6.96, and Gallagher is behind him with 6.72. Last five times that we have faced West Brom, uh, most recently we uh, beat them in November uh, 1-0. Um, we uh, lost to them in uh, May 2018, and we have to go back to like 2017 for a draw win loss. Uh, to, so we're going back back to different teams, different squads. So I won't go into those score lines. Um, but what do you guys expect with this match? Let's uh, start with Kevin. Uh... Uh, this is going to be ugly, I think. <laughs> like this, I I feel less confident about this game than I do Chelsea. Um, oh, really? Because I, yeah, I mean, I think that um, Big Sam will have them organized, and we're just not going to break down somebody who's sitting back trying to keep us from scoring. So I feel like this has like zero zero like yeah. written all over it. <laughs> that's that's a good um, Or they like get some random goal and we lose one nil. <laughs> um, like I just don't see like right, right, uh unless Sun gets on fire and starts taking guys on and is able to make some space somewhere or something. I don't know. It just doesn't feel very good going into it with the way we've been playing. Um, so I'm not feeling. I feel like Joe going into the Chelsea game going into this game. I think. <laughs> I feel the yeah. opposite. Um, I actually <laughs> I don't. Sam, Sam's not figured out how to sort their defense out. I mean, yeah, right. they uh, even that win against Wolves, they gave up two goals. They gave up two goals to Fulham. They gave up like five to City. I think they gave a, a ton up in the other game too. Um, five to Leeds, four, four right. off. Right. So off. no, he's not had that usual effect he's had. So I actually think this is actually a good game for us. Yeah. I think we'll have room to operate, um, and I actually think we will will win this game. Um, it's really. Pereira and 10 guys for them. And Pereira has been really good for them. I will yeah. say that, but, um, but they're still, they're still not there. So I think, um, I think this is actually would be a, is a really good game for us to be playing, especially at home. Um, I know we haven't been great there, but like we haven't been but, great anywhere. So it doesn't really matter. Um, just, and I, and just, I hope we're able to take advantage of that bad defense. But just to play the devil's advocate, if there's any team that, the Big Sam's going to get shit together against. It's going to be Spurs, right? I mean, that's oh, just... yeah, you can say that about everybody. But hey, we beat Sheffield <laughs> and United didn't. So, like, who's the real doc- 
doctor. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, we're still the real doctor, but mm-hmm. but like yeah, yeah, it, yes, it could uh, it could blow up in our face. Any any as I've said, any game could have anything. But I actually feel okay about this one just because West Brom are in a bad state, is just like we are, and I don't think Juju has enough our bad juju in this case. Um, they've got their own. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm just, no, I, I was thinking exactly the same. Nate. I, this is weirdly the, this is pretty much the only game in the league at the moment. If you were to pick <laughs> any game, any fixture of the whole season that I think will win <laughs> is West Brom at home. Um, because I've seen a few of their games lately. Their defense is incredibly bad. That actually, that Ajoa, the centre back, he's he's quite good. Um, but yeah, he is. Yeah, he he's actually a, a decent player. But they um, they just a championship team, to be honest. That Gallagher's a good young player. Pereira's a good player. But they the rest of them are, are they're like championship yeah, stand. Garen yeah, Gibbs is one of their fullbacks, and he's just been incredibly poor. Yeah, um, they've still got Ivanovic. Ivanovic at age like right. Ivanovic, I was gonna say he's like forty-seven. It's like it's like in a veterans game. You know they do those like um you know charity games. It looks it looks like he's playing in one of those. Um, we should we really should be beating um West Brom. They're dead certs to get relegated. Should be uh, beating Brighton too. Yeah, <laughs> Big Sam's never been relegated though. That's true. Big, but he'll quit he, in a week. I guarantee. <laughs> Yeah, he'll, he'll... Maybe he'll be off this game. Maybe we'll beat them 4 nothing without Kane after losing four in a row, and we will, uh, or three in a row, and it will be the straw that breaks Campbell's back. But, um, but yeah, no, this is, um, we could lose this game, but that doesn't, that doesn't bother me anymore because I just expect that to happen most games. So I think, I think we'll win. Yeah, I, I think we'll win this game. I think we oh. might actually play vaguely attacking football in this game. I think he'll recognize that playing. And yeah, it's not like we haven't. Like we played very attack wide minded against Sheffield, and we played very attack minded against Leeds. Like so, it has happened before, even in this new post West Ham debacle systems. And West Brom's another candidate for that to happen. I think. Yeah, and I think we tried it against Fulham. We just weren't very good, and no, Fulham right. deservedly got a, no, they got were, a point. They, actually, Scott Parker impressed me. You know what? I'll see it. If we don't get better and Josie goes at the end of the summer, it'd be worse options than Scott yeah. Parker. I know that might be jumping the gun a little early on him, but I, I like it. I like how he's set up. There, Fulham's not a good team, and he's got them playing really well. They should have beaten West Brom, actually. They had like four or five great chances in the first half to put that game out of sight, and West Brom came back in the second half. So, so even a team like us probably would have put those – uh, chances away so yeah he's got a team that was in absolute disarray when they came up actually looking kind of organized over there for him so i what i interested to do with what he could do with better players yeah do we have better players that's a question <laughs> i think <laughs> that's a this good is a, uh, this is a game where i'm glad there's no fans in the stadium oh but, yeah you know Every like game, actually to be honest well, every home game. Um, yeah. I don't know, like, because the Chelsea game, you know, the fans for a derby, yeah, they're going to get down the team. But for West Brom, you can imagine it. If we're playing as badly as we have been doing, if like 30 minutes of that, the fans are going to be, would would be, uh, you know, not impressed. Um, but I, I agree with Nate. I think we're going to we're going to do enough to win this game. Okay, well, let's start with you, Joe, on the on predictions then. 
Yeah, this is the tough bit where I have to try and imagine a world in which we score a goal, <laughs> at least one goal. Uh, I think we're going to win this game 2-1. And I'm going to say Son finally scores a goal. And um, let's say Ndombele gets the other. Okay. Uh, Kevin? Uh, <clears throat> I think this might be the first time I've ever predicted a nil-nil. Uh, but that's what I'm going to go with. Can't get any bonus points when you Kevin, if, if your results happen, I'd love it. If we beat Chelsea <laughs> and then draw West Brom nil nil at home, that'd be so that's, fucking Tottenham that's to do that. Season. That's the season for it. <laughs> so that's what, that's what happens to us. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, Nate? Yeah, um, I'm going to go 4 2. Ooh, um, I'm going way out there. This is going to be a wild. We're going to lose four two? Fucking game. No, we're going <laughs> to I think Bale's going to get two. I think Bergvine's finally going to score one. And let's go for the old dire on a corner. Um, let's round that one off. Four uh, goals yeah. and no forward scoring. Well, I guess Bergvine. We have it's... it's true. That is true. We do. We just choose not to play them. Yeah, Vinicius will have two assists. How's that? <laughs> um... I was like so close to like Kevin's nil nil like in my head with this one, but you guys kind of convinced me that like yeah they're just not organized enough even under Big Sam to to really put up the defensive uh, setup that they will need to keep us off the board. Um, I'm gonna go one nil, um, and I think that goal comes from, I'm going to say Bale. Um, I want to say it comes from Sun, because I want to see Sun come back and like really turn it back on, but I just don't see Sun coming back against the Big Sam's team, no matter how bad they are. Uh, that's playing defensive football. It just doesn't set up well for Sun. So so I'm going to go say say Bale finds like a, and, and it might be like a weird set piece or something like that, but uh, but regardless, uh, any final thoughts before we wrapped up, wrap up this episode? Hurry up, Harry Kane, get fit so we yeah, can be a football team again, please. Oh, um, yeah. I just well, want to say, you know, that plus enjoy the good moments in the shitty games as much as you can because we've all been fans of this team. We know it most of the time ends in utter failure. So when it's failing as bad as it is right now, it's important to just try to just focus on the laughs, whether it is our own comic defending or whether it is uh, a magical and turn or God help us a goal at some point. Enjoy those moments. <laughs> Treat us like a relegation side and you'll be much more Zen for it. Trust me. Mm-hmm. I'm trying it now and it's, you're using my, my, I did my theory from earlier. For the oh, first so that's time why you're life. so uh, uplifting. <laughs> no, I broke it today. That's why I'm so uplifted. Um, <laughs> Speaking of indulgence. The worst it, it, fucking January in the history of Januarys in my lifetime to go dry. And wow. I made it. Oh, you made it. Shit. This country almost fell to pieces. Um, but we're here in February. And Tottenham is still shit, like they always. <laughs> <laughs> Just enjoy 
the fun things you can find fun about the game right now, because otherwise you're just going to be grumpy all the time. And it's no way to go about through life, especially during a pandemic. So that's my advice. That's what I'm going to leave y'all with. You know, I, I'm going to leave it with that. Like I was going to say some other shit, but like that's, <laughs> that's a much better way to wrap up the episode. So I'm going to go with that. Uh, yeah, if anyone makes it an hour, 40 minutes in, you got the best advice of your fucking life. Hour and 30. No, we're not hour 40 yet. Um, but that about wraps it up. So thanks to Tommy for editing and sound tonight. Charlie for the music, Kevin for social media. Um, we don't have any halftime segments today. Uh, Kimberly for the logo and the Atlantic Bar and Grill for opening back up. And we're watching there again in very limited capacity, uh, especially streaming. We can only seat about 10, 15 people. So um, so keep that in mind when you're you're planning your event. Come out early if you want a seat and, and expect the social distance. Um, hit the subscribe button and write us a review on iTunes if you like our podcast or give us a review wherever you get your podcast. Check us out on Twitter and Facebook at 4 Stars Spurs and our website at 4starspurs.com. Come on, Spurs.